0: Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott, joining us now.
1: Hi, guys.
2: Hello. That's more like it. Yeah, that's a much better game than it was on Sunday, huh? That
0: was that was a pretty impressive. I mean, that's the, that's a Jazz like that's this team, right? That if they're gonna win a title, I don't I don't think that Boston's a title contender, but if they're gonna win a title, that's the kind of game that's. That's how they have to win it, right? Like, we're going to make a play. It's six, seven guys in double figures, no dominant one player, moving the ball, multiple scores, good defense when it matters, and taking half your shots as threes.
3: Absolutely. I, I think that's, the, that's the, the recipe for success. Uh, and, and the Jazz did a great job of, of rectifying the turnover issue. In the, the first half, they had 11, only had four in the second half. It's way easier. To, to play offense when you're not throwing it to them for, for layups. And the Jazz were able to get in a rhythm, and I, I'm really happy because I know uh, at least uh, as much as Quinn maybe sleeps, he'll sleep at least for an hour tonight. Um, yeah. I'll give him an hour. And probably the rest of it's uh, he'll be Uninterrupted
0: busy. or interrupted?
3: No, probably interrupted.
0: Okay, I just <laughs> want to make sure. Like, so 15 minutes here.
3: Yeah. Like- it's, we used to call them NASA naps. You just take a 15 or 20-minute nap. <clears throat>
0: Yeah. Quick one. Quick one. I was talking to someone the other day about, they're like, well, what's it like not traveling to And I was like, I mean, it's terrible other than the fact that, like, I'm actually rested. And they're like, well, what do you used to get for sleep? And I was like, and I totally straight-faced and said, I mean, I'd get six or seven hours. And my wife was in the room, and she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And I was like, well, I mean, I'd sleep for four and a half, and then I'd take like an hour nap at some point in the day, a 30-minute nap. At another point in the day, i get six hours. She's like, that does not count.
3: My guess is you're probably one of those dudes that about every 15 minutes you roll over and you grab your phone and type something, and i got to remember this. You
0: know? um, not that, like, you really care, but the answer to that is I started meditating before I go to sleep, and I do not do that anymore. Oh, good.
3: Right? Well, send me the notes. So that works, huh? Send me the cliff totally.
1: notes. It's so That's great. great. Well, Ron, what was the most
3: impressive thing to you about tonight?
1: The fact that the Jazz were only down two, they were so sloppy in that first, um, two in the first quarter. They were so sloppy, and the energy level just wasn't there, and it just felt like no way the Jazz were going to win. I told Dave, I thought they were going to lose this ballgame.
4: That, 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 that would make in, me,
1: in,
3: in, that would be at, two of us, Ron. I told Jake the same thing. Yeah.
1: Strictly about what we saw at, at the Golden State and then the way they started off in that first quarter. So my hat's off to them, the way they were able to um the fact that they came back and, and was only two points down in that first quarter, Gabe, he was pretty optimistic after that.
2: That was the defense, right, Ron? Defense came back. You know, maybe the the shot wasn't going down, but he grinded out a little bit.
1: Well, the Jazz ended up with four threes in that first quarter, and the Celtics had none. They didn't shoot a free throw. As a matter of fact, no one shot a free throw in that in that first quarter. But uh, boy, it just you grind games out, you know. And and I didn't think they had to grind this one out because. Uh, the, the the three point shot was definitely there. They were getting the type of shots that they wanted. They just uh, sometimes they don't fall. But I tell you guys, there's so many nights that Jordan Clarkson comes in the ball game, and he just bails the team out. Sure sometimes does. you know he just bails them out because he gets hot. Four three point shots in that second quarter, and that just provided some energy. That's what 34 points in the in that second quarter, and and here we are.
0: I'm going to give – I, I want to mention two other guys tonight.
1: Derek Favors. So I
0: thought Favors play, like, mm-hmm. in the first quarter. They had nothing going for them, and he makes that hustle play. Like, he came off pretty awful game in Golden State, and I think he just showed a lot of pride right there. Like, I'm here to play tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not – I got embarrassed in Golden State. I'm not going to play like that again. And then Boyan was, had to be in the depths of despair at halftime today and so whether you want to give it to Quinn or you want it, however you want to give it, but they came out and ran the three straight plays for Boyan Bogdanovich. Same play, as a matter of fact. And he answered all three. Like, he passed out for three. He scored. Like, I, I thought Boyan actually had a pretty good uh, ball game today by the end of it. And, you know, that's pretty important for the well-being of the franchise.
3: I thought that was – I think that was a great point. Um, Boyan was. I mean, he was almost – uh, the, the look on his face, you know, we've kind of watched confidence and him struggle with that. And we talked in the pregame, Jake and I talked about, you know, a coach at this point when you're when you're struggling and how vital a coach is. And, and you took the words out of my mouth. I think, you know, as much as Boyan made the plays, it's Quinn putting him in that spot. And the, the note I made was his kick out to Royce for three. I mean, we had not seen a ton of kickouts, you know, in a couple of games. And he kind of got that thing started there, and, and I did love favorites hustle play too. I think these guys are pros, and, and you know, when things don't go right, they, they, they want to rectify it the next night. So uh, I think those two plays were really important too.
1: Quinn has a way of doing that. I mean, we, we see so many times that this if, go from game to game. I mean, Rudy might something might happen in Rudy. He has to yell at Rudy or uh, something in practice, and then the first play of the, of, of the game will be for Rudy, you know, just to get him engaged and let Rudy know that I got confidence in you. That's exactly what he did with Boyan for the start of the second half. He just tried to put some confidence in, put him in a position where he could succeed. Um, and I know part of the game plan was to create some mismatch, and, and I thought if you're going to get a mismatch, let Boyan do it because he can back Kimball in and, and just shoot right over the top of him. And that's exactly what Quinn did to start that third quarter, three consecutive times.
0: Uh, I have one quick question for Tim. Celtics are 20 and 19. What do you think of them?
3: I certainly like them better the second time around with Marcus Smart. I think they, they had a real kind of tenacity about them tonight, but uh, I don't know, you know, depth wise, if, if they've got enough to, to even be relevant, really. Uh, um, I love Tatum and I love Brown, but beyond that, it's just kind of a project.
1: Defensively, I don't know if they can. I don't think as good a defensive player as smart and as aggressive and physical as he is. I just don't defensively. They just they can't survive. Um, well, they just can't contend. I I think for Eastern Conference, yeah, best ju- team in Eastern th- Conference.
3: Rudy really used the term dictate. You know, they don't have the ability to dictate to the other team what to do, um, and it's just pieces. So. Yeah, I, I like them though, and, and I think you know <laughs> you're looking at him in the rearview mirror. It's a, it's a nice one to have in in the right column. Real quick, let me can I add this, uh, David?
2: Because as long you st- as it's
0: not about what the big buffoon just said.
2: <laughs> no, you said something. Uh, okay. No, I saw that too. Uh, you what said maybe? something at the beginning of the broadcast when you were laying out the stats as you do uh, before every game, where where everybody ranks. It's amazing that they're average at everything. Shouldn't this team be yeah, good was, at something? Okay.
0: So here's the here's the Celtics numbers, and then I'll share this with everyone, and then we can move on. Offensive efficiency, they came in ranking. So they're actually not average. They're slightly above up average. Up. Like they're 20 and 19, right? One above <laughs> average. So they're 12th offensively, 14th defensively. They're 17th in half-court offense. They're 11th in three-point shooting. They're 14th in effective field goal percentage. They're 15th in turnover rate. They're 14th in free-throw rate. They're 14th in defensive effective field goal percentage. They're 15th in defensive turnover rate. They're 16th in defensive rebounding.
2: Yeah, shouldn't they be better at something, if not everything? (laughs) That's uncanny.
0: So here are the two things. They're a great offensive rebounding team, which we saw tonight, and they're a bad defense. They foul a lot defensively. Like, those are their two things that where they're not average, they're either, and they're good at one and bad at the other. Like other and they're good in – I guess they're elite-level transition team in offense. But that's it. Like, yeah, no, like, Jake, so, it's a great point.
1: So, so having said that and, and seeing where they're average, if they were a few percentage points better offensively, say maybe eighth, being 14th or 15th defensively, where would that put them?
0: Like they'd be 23 and 15 instead no, of I mean, 20 and nineteen.
1: So defense is, is their problem. Yeah, and, and Or, or Stevens... the other
0: way. They're just, I mean, like, actually, it's a little, it's, it's an indictment maybe on the roster composition that they don't have an identity. And I, it's like what Tim, I think I heard Tim just say, they're just pieces. They're not an identity or a roster. Like, mm-hmm. the teams you look at, like, you look at, like, a team and, like, I mean, the Lakers actually, the Lakers are number one in the league defensively. And, like, that's how that roster is built. They are long. They're, like, that's that roster. And they're actually only okay offensively, but they're great
1: defensively. Hmm. Well, Brad Stevens, the time that I've listened to him, the only thing he said defensively is that they want to uh, do something different throughout the ballgame defensively. Offensively, he talks about drive it, move it, pass it. I mean, shoot it. I mean, that, that was his philosophy, and it's basically offense. So I don't know if they put together a pretty good defensive plan in order to be strong enough in the Eastern Conference.
0: He's the most complimented coach in the league.
2: Well, guys, uh, <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit easier to say goodbye uh, this time rather than Sunday.
3: Hey, when we were rattling off the where Boston ranks, it sounded a lot like my report card. Just, I was just C's. Dead average. <laughs> C's get degrees. See where that gets you? You get you work the late shift. You, got, uh, my,
1: you, gra- you my, graduated, didn't you? My parents were yes, so yeah, pleased. Right.
3: Just C's,
2: David. Your parents, would have, parents would have been stoked. <laughs> <pleased. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well be well. We'll uh, like, we'll talk to you soon. See all right, there goes David and Ron Jazz with the big one tonight. They beat the Celtics one seventeen to one oh nine. We're breaking it down next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz win tonight over the Celtics. A big one on national TV on TNT. Jazz beat them 117-109. to 109. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Uh, coach, we just talked to Lock and Boone about a really balanced effort from the Utah Jazz tonight. Got back to playing jazz basketball. It certainly was not perfect, but a far different game than we saw the other day against Golden State.
3: Yeah, and it, you know, you can't just look at the outcome. You know, obviously they won, but we, we saw, you know, a vastly improved uh, execution. They did a better job of taking care of the ball in that second half, which was against that switching defense. At times, can be become an issue, and they they dealt with it after the break and, and really um, were able to get open shots because they took care of the ball and were able to knock shots in tonight. So the ball moved better, uh, energy was better, uh, defense was was better in the you know after the first quarter and the Jazz just kind of uh, or excuse me after the first half and the Jazz just did a good job of kind of figuring out a way to win the game jazz got 21 points from donovan mitchell
2: who um did not have his best game tonight uh but when it came down to the fourth quarter he, he made some impact plays that won the game for his team so not donovan's strongest
3: performance
2: per se but he made him when he had to especially a three that really put it away
3: that was interesting because he came in in the fourth quarter and he made two or three just egregious errors um you know dribbled into a turnover threw one away for a layup uh you know kind of got caught in a in a tough shot and so for him to come back and kind of get composure and make that big one which is, says a lot because the things were certainly not going in his direction in that fourth quarter till he you know was able to make that
2: have some confidence same goes for boyan bogdanovich who started this game not playing very well but he had a really nice second half so you know maybe this is a little bit of a confidence thing where the jazz just need to you know, have it going into the most important moments of the game.
3: It's nice to have cylinders firing again. And, you know, it's hard to win when you don't have all those pieces working. Um, I think, you know, Royce making a couple shots tonight was big, and I thought he was really good in stretches on the boards and defensively. Um, But really, Boyan to me tonight was the story breaking out of a a really tough stretch and Quinn's confidence to to go to him early in the second half says a lot about uh, his belief in him. Rudy had 16, 12 and four as he
2: just continues to be amazing. By the way, credit to our guy Ben Anderson of KSL Sports who threw out this stat on Twitter. Rudy was plus 16 in the fourth quarter. Wow
3: man, <laughs> that? And, and another really emphatic dunk tonight and one uh, did a great job of finishing and, and I'm loving what I'm seeing in that progression. Uh, but man the the game or the number of plays he changes uh, you know there's one play in particular, Tatum turned the corner. Rudy switched on to him. Tatum retreated to the three-point line. Rudy stayed down, stayed down, contested a late three. Just textbook stuff from a big guy that, you, you know, you just, we see it a lot, but for a, a, an old coach like me, you really, you really enjoy that stuff.
2: You know, the, there's a lot of debate about labels. Shaquille O'Neal apparently on TNT said, uh, Jordan Clarkson is the jazz most important player. We get caught up on saying best player and all these things. Well, I'll, I'll tell you an easy one. Rudy has been the most consistently good player for this jazz team all year long. He's he is the one who's there night in and night out. And not that other players aren't good at that, but Rudy is absolutely productive and
3: dominant on the defensive end every single night. And, and probably, I mean, we give Royce a ton of credit because he's guarding. Yep. It's actually a guy, but really Rudy's dictating the whole defense. So he's got the he's got the weight of that entire defense on his shoulder. And then we talk all the time about what he does offensively, more so than just score it. You know, the screen. The screening he does, getting guys open, um, but we isolated on him tonight, Jake. You and I, yeah. and we watched him a couple of possessions, and the work that he puts in and the area that he covers is really impressive. Yep. And they rewarded uh, Rudy for running, and you called for yeah, it. I did. You, I, I did. mean, I, I'm sitting next to a budding coach. I swear, if you're if you're an AD out there and you got a you know a guy you you want to a communicate a communicative guy who's starting to really understand coaching, Jake Scott would be a well, good choice. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not very hard. When Rudy gets a block and Reward starts the big a, dog. and
2: starts a fast break and you see run, Rudy running like a bat out of hell, get that guy
3: the ball and let him dunk it. No, no, no doubt. And uh I, I loved the call, but more importantly, I loved that they followed what you asked for. Yeah. It was
2: yeah, great. See, they just need to listen to me. That's that's true. Uh Clarkson with 20 points coming in off the bench for the Jazz. Joe Ingles had a nice game too, 14 and 5. Uh, as we mentioned, Bogdanovich with 12.6 rebounds and uh, let's see, two assists for the Celtics. Uh, they were led by Jason Tatum's 29 points on 12 of 24 shooting. Jalen Brown had 28 points on 12 of 21 shooting. And uh, the Celtics had, uh, let's see here, five players in double figures. Ty had 15. Walker was 16. Although Walker struggled again against this Jazz team, and Williams had 14 coming in off the bench. But you know, Tatum and Brown were good. It, w- it was the Jazz did a nice job on the rest of the team, really uh, preventing them from doing any damage. Particularly Walker. It seems like this this Celtics team comes and goes as he plays.
3: Yeah, Walker. Um, you know, he 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 was he was out there, but he didn't really. You didn't really feel him out there like you, you know, when Kemba is really going. So yeah, the Jazz did a decent job of neutralizing him, and then Marcus Smart just had a he had a rough night offensively, two for ten, one for six, and in my mind took two really questionable threes, kind of in the clutch, um, forced some things that maybe were in response to Donovan doing something on the other end. But uh, the bottom line is all is well with the world; it's back on its axis. This team looked like themselves again tonight. Yeah, they did. All right, with that, we'll say
2: goodnight to our network stations. Our next broadcast coming your way on Thursday night. The Jazz are in the nation's capital to take on the Washington Wizards. Uh, that game gets started at 5 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll continue to break it down. Plus, we've got post-game sound for you coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz with a big one tonight. They beat the Celtics 117-109. to Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. We'll get you some post game sound coming up here momentarily. But let's get you your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olsen Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Jazz tonight shot 47.5% from the field, 44.2% from three, 19 of 43. They were led by Donovan Mitchell's 21 points. He also had five assists and two rebounds. Um, Jordan Clarkson with 20 points coming in off the bench, six of 16 shooting, five of 10 from three, but uh, came in and hit four threes in the first half when they really needed it and were struggling. Clarkson was certainly there for the lift. Uh, 17 points, uh, five assists from Mike Conley. Rudy had 16, 12, and four. Uh, and Bogdanovich with uh, 12.6 rebounds. And Joe Ingles coming in off the bench, 14 points, five boards, two assists in 25 minutes. Sneaky good game for Ingles, four of eight from three, two. And uh, the Jazz, you know, Tim, uh, you know, going to struggle with teams that have two dynamic wings, and it's not like they shut down Brown and Tatum, but it's not like either one of those guys took over the game either.
3: No, it, it's, uh, you know, it, it's an amazing thing to watch Jordan Clarkson. Uh, I think his – his skill set and his ability to just come in and kind of change a game. Like in this case, the Jazz really struggling and had a hard time and, you know, got off to a tough start down 14 to five uh, when Clarkson checks into the game and it's just instant. And, um, you know, it really does counterbalance those athletic wings you talk about and, and the hard work the Jazz have to do to, to really guard them. But to have a couple of guys uh, as X factors on offensively for you, um, it's, it's just a man. It's a, it's a great thing to have. All right, let's get some post-game sound going. Let's start things
5: off with Jazz
2: head coach, Gwen Snyder.
5: Okay, we'll start with Tony Jones, the Athletic.
1: Okay. Coach, you guys haven't played a ton of clutch minutes um, this season um, because you guys have been so good uh, overall. What does it mean in games like this against a good team on the road to not only be able to 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 play clutch minutes per se, but to, to make the right plays uh, down the stretch like you made tonight?
4: Well, it's important, you know. I think, you know, our, our guys in the second half, when we started defensive rebounding, and, and you know, got some things um, in transition, and built a little bit of a lead, and we were able to, to really execute on both ends. I, th- I thought late, um, Donovan obviously with a, with a huge bucket. Um, you know, he and Mike working together, well, I think is, you know, a heck of a combination. Four slate where we have you know different places we can go, but I just I liked our confidence. Um, and We were able to get some good shots. They you know Boston does a great job you know with their activity and their pressure on the ball, and you know we had a few moving screen situations. It's hard against them because they're so aggressive, but I thought our guards did a really good job. Um, and I mentioned you know I thought Donovan's three was just a
6: it's a big bucket. Next up,
5: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
6: When uh, Rudy was pretty dominant in that fourth quarter, especially down the stretch, what were you seeing out of him that made him so effective late against the Celtics?
4: Well, I I think one of the things, and we've talked about Rudy, is his activity, um, his ability to do multiple things on defense and to make multiple effort plays. Um, You know, and when we're solid, um, the other four guys are on the court, you know, he has a chance to be even more impactful and I, I thought, you know, really the biggest thing with Rudy um, is our ability to communicate uh, with him and with whoever's in, in the game or in the action um, because that, that allows him to, to make plays.
5: Ben Anderson, KSL
4: You found a way to get
2: Bogey involved in the post a little bit. What has the last, you know, 72 hours been like for him and, and then to see him kind of pay off in the in the late second half of the game?
4: Well, he, he's a he's a clutch player, and you know I, I mentioned before, you know he's he's a guy that's been been finding his rhythm as the season goes on, and you know I have so much confidence in him. Whether it be, you know he got going tonight on the post. Um, I thought he made you know in addition to scoring the ball, getting fouled, he made a couple great passes out of the post as well. So we need Boyan to be effective, and he was great tonight, and I just want him to play. You know, don't think, just play and be aggressive. And that's what he did.
5: David James, KUTV.
2: Coach, the turnovers got cut more than half in the second half. The total really went down. I think it was 11 in the first, four in the second. What do you attribute that to?
4: Well, I, I think, you know, at the beginning of the game, um, it, it had to get cut down because we were on pace to have about 50. Um, you know, we I think we had six in the first, you know, five minutes or something like that. Um, one of them being an offensive foul, but, you know, it, it just being solid and, and, and being precise with the ball. And it was good to see us, you know, find a focus there. And that's something obviously that we've talked about and that, you know, we'll continue to try to do better in our execution with that.
5: Okay. That's all. Thank you, coach.
2: There you go. Uh, coach Quinn Snyder talking about the turnovers real quick. We heard Ben ask him about that. Um, it, Coach was right. I mean, it, they started off the game really sloppy. I think uh, three out of those, or maybe it was two, excuse me, all those first five turnovers he was talking about were live ball turnovers, and it just was was not looking good. And as you mentioned, by the second half they only had four, so obviously something they tightened up with a little focus.
3: Yeah, it is a focus thing, a detail thing. Um, and I'm sure, you know, the, the way Boston guards and switches, you know, they just kind of had to get used to it. But whatever the adjustment was, whatever, it, you know, whatever uh, – whatever the Jazz focused on to, to get that changed, it really did make a difference in the game. And they really stopped kind of just giving away possessions and or points and did a better job of playing with force and attacking and, and certainly resulted better for them.
2: Yeah, it did. And as Coach also mentioned there, you know, the, the Celtics are really aggressive defensively. And uh, that's probably a reason the Jazz went to the line 24 times. But, I mean, to to dial that down and handle that pressure for the most part, I mean, you know, Donovan getting trapped in the corner and that kind of minor uh, thing aside, they, they did a nice job handling that pressure.
3: Yeah, and uh, one of the things that, that really stood out to me was that the Jazz, you know, only put Boston to the line four times. Uh, that was a huge part of their, uh, you know, of their success was they didn't, in those isolation opportunities, um, you know, that they've struggled, kind of open the open floor uh, in isolation or transition. They did a good job and not fouling. And uh, that, you know, again, You just try to find ways to to gain advantage, and that was a huge advantage. The Jazz, uh, you know, if you look at the line, uh, the Jazz went to the line, you said 24 times to four. I mean, that's just a a huge opportunity to gain an advantage. So explain to me how this is even
2: possible. And I I mean this 100% sincerely because I certainly don't get it. You just mentioned the foul shot disparity. 24 for the Jazz, 4 for the Celtics. Both teams committed 18
3: fouls. So, yeah, that's interesting. Honestly, how is that even possible? <laughs> That's another twilight zone moment for us. I don't get it. <laughs> That's where you got to start. That's where they said algebra would come into play somewhere. The x and parentheses and I don't know, but just looking did, at it at face value. Did they just
2: give some of the Celtics foul shots to the Jazz be like, "Okay, no, you know what? We know that uh, you you were fouled on the shot, but we're going to go ahead and And what and happened before <laughs> the All-Star break <laughs> and gonna, such? We're going to give these to the Jazz. How do both teams have 18 fouls total? And one takes twenty four foul shots. The Jazz, who made twenty two of them, by the way, that's a huge percentage.
3: I mean, shout out to them. And the Celtics only take four. Oh, it's, it's, I don't get that. It's crazy. I yeah, I don't either. I'm gonna have to watch the <laughs> recap and gain gain an understanding. So forgive
2: me the stupid question. If anybody wants to explain that to me, feel free at Jake Scott Zone on Twitter because I, I just don't understand that one. That that seems impossible to me. But <laughs> hey, it's the type of it's
3: the type of it's foul. It's the type of foul. That's yeah. It. I mean, that's the only explanation. It really is. And so, I mean, that's pretty amazing. And the timing and, you know, the timing of fouls. And the
2: Jazz shot a lot down the stretch where they were being fouled at the end of the game and all that. And shout out to Rudy, stepping up and
3: counting some important free throws. But I did notice at halftime, Boston had zero. Right. They did not shoot a free throw. That's just nuts.
2: All right. uh, Coming up next, we'll get you more from the locker room. We'll get you some player sound after this one. Jazz come away with a win. Uh, I want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and proud Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final score Jazz on top of the Celtics, 117 to 109. More next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show right here on the jazz radio network jazz back in the wind column one seventeen to one Oh nine big one tonight over the Boston Celtics post game brought to you by our friends of Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Let's get a look at your points in the paint tonight brought to you by Serta pro painters call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C we do painting you do life points in the paint tonight. Uh, the jazz outscored big in the paint actually 60 to 36. Um, but honestly, you know, the the Celtics not take, did not take as many threes as uh, you might have thought. They they actually ended up with 29 threes. I can't remember what it was at the half, Tim, but it was... Uh,
3: it only had three at the half, I
2: thought. Three made. Oh, on, no, yeah, on three like for ten, nine, Three for was nine was ten? or 10, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, I mean, they stepped up the, the three-point shooting in the second half, but they really didn't take all that many. Ended up 10 of 29. The Jazz ended up the night shooting from three. 19 of 43, and tonight was not necessarily a night where, where Rudy got uh, you know 20-plus points at the, rim, at the rim. Rudy finished with 16, 5 of 6 shooting, 6 of 7 at the line. And by the way, since I mentioned the three-point shooting, might as well uh, mention the sponsor as well. Three-point sh- uh, feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Uh, jazz led tonight uh, from behind the three-point arc by Jordan Clarkson, 5 of 10. Uh, let's see, Joe Ingles, 4 of 8. Donovan Mitchell, 3 of 5. Mike Conley, 3 of 8. Bogdanovich, 1 of 5. Royce O'Neill 2 for 4. And George Nying, 1 for 3 coming in off the bench. But they hit their numbers, as Booner said, as we were doing crosstalk. You know, get up over 43s. Uh, making 19 is certainly a great number. Shoot 44%. And that's that's been a recipe for success for this team.
3: Yeah, they, they, uh, they did follow the script tonight. And another thing that's jumping off the page at me is the free throw shooting. My goodness. We haven't seen the likes of that type of free throw shooting since... David James High School career <laughs> was in, in San Diego. How about Rudy himself, 6 of 7? 6 of 7. I know there's a whole lot of fear out there that, you know, down the stretch Rudy is going to falter at the line, but I'm I'm thinking the guy's shooting him good. Well, there's, and There's one person anyway that right. thinks that way. And I'm just taking shots every, at every show here. Let's just see how can we I get can hands. Do. Yeah. Um, Easily. But 22 for 24 from the line, 91.7%. Uh, that is an impressive stat. All right, let's get some more post-game sound going. Let's go back to
5: Boston and hear from Rudy Gobert. All right, we'll get started here. First question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Japan
6: Hey, Rudy, so you were plus 16 in the fourth quarter alone tonight. What was working
7: for you so well down the stretch? I think I just tried to, you know, really lock in uh, and do all the little things that the team needs to to win this game. And, you know, I think we, we did a great job playing defense in fourth. And, uh, and uh, and I think, you know, we, we did a good job from, for the most part at the end, you know, executing. And, you know, we were about to get to the line because they were, they were falling. And, uh, and when we get the stops and we set our defense, it was, uh, it was hard for them to score in, in half court.
5: Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, what do you think the, the difference was between the defense maybe in the first half versus the second half.
7: I mean I think we our physicality went up you know as the game went on uh, I think I was personally I was better in the, in the end than I was in the beginning and uh, and I think you know we did a uh, uh, we turned it up, we turned the ball over uh, way too much in the first half and they scored a lot of points of these turnovers. So as soon as we we start to play better offensively, we it was harder for them to score. And you know we we say it all the time, but when we when we set our defense and we make the other team play in half court, it's a it's a different game.
5: Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com.
6: Rudy, I think you have twenty blocks in your last five games. Now, is are you doing something differently
5: that's allowing you to block shots? Are you? helping more aggressively or,
7: or what's causing it? Um, the, the, funny thing is that I, I don't really chase blocks. You know, I, I don't think, you know, some games I'm, uh, I might get seven blocks, six blocks, but that doesn't mean I, I necessarily play better defense. Some games I get zero blocks and I play great defense because guys are not even getting shots up around me. So, uh, guys are challenging me, you know, so I, I gotta keep, you know, being there and, uh, and I got to keep you know doing what I do and uh and when they don't challenge me it's a win too so you know uh you know I'm just going to keep keep being active you know keep making sure I make the right decisions uh and uh you know if guys going to keep challenging me I'm going to be there to block the shots
8: David James KTV
2: Rudy I know the games are coming fast and furious every couple of days but does this win feel just a little better to beat a team with a couple of stars and a winning record, and to do it on the road when things didn't go well early. Did, does it just feel
7: better and feel good? It feels good because we played defense, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, win lose. Obviously, we, we try to win every night, but you know, some games you, you play bad defense, you play you don't play great, but you win. And tonight, I really felt like we we locked in defensively, and uh, you know, it's a great game to 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 build on and. Uh, and, and you know we that's the team we wanna be. And we know that you know, we we shoot a lot of threes, we try to get to the rim, but you know, we know that uh on nights when we maybe we don't make as many threes, uh if you don't play defence, we it's a little harder for us to win. And when we play defence, you know, we, we get a position to win every night and uh and when it's playoff time, uh we know that the defence is gonna be the key for us to to get where we wanna go.
5: Andy Larson Salt Lake Tribune. I want to ask about that block you had on Jalen Brown early in the fourth quarter and two things about it. One, kind of what was your focus there? What were you trying to do when you end up isolated out him on the perimeter? And two, you know, I think there's a time in your career where you may have like flexed after that block rather than running down the court and getting that dunk. You know, how have you developed in kind of that, get to the next play mentality?
7: I think it comes with, uh, with experience. You know, I know that, uh, those those little moments uh, when you lose your focus, whether it's talking to the ref, uh, whether it's, you know, talking to to another player, uh, flexing. I mean, I still flex sometimes, but, uh, you know, whatever it is, uh, those little moments at the end of the day make the difference. And when I'm able to keep my mind focused on, you know, what's important and on the next play, you know, instead of being you know, instead of making a difference of just getting the block, you know, I'm about to get the block and the dunk and it's a four point swing, you know, so it's, those are the details. I think that make the difference between a, a good and great player.
5: Okay. That's all the time we have. Thank you, Rudy.
2: There you go. Rudy Gobert. And uh, Rudy was really good tonight, but said, wow. He said a, a few interesting things right there, but Rudy 16, 12 and four. 12 rebounds and four block shots. Just a terrific night for Rudy. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, real quick, what he said there at the end, uh, and I, I thought a really good question from Mandy Larson of the trip where he said, you know, in the past, maybe you would have celebrated. He used to salute when he was really young in the league, but flex or, or celebrate a little bit. And uh, that, that was fascinating stuff. What a maturing player. We talk about, hey, how the, that little stuff can make a huge difference. You know, that sounds to me, Tim, correct me if I'm wrong here, but a coach may have talked to him about that. A time or two. A time or two. A time or two.
3: And, and you know, the thing is, and I, I alluded to, to parenthood, and you and I are at vastly different stages of our uh, of our parenting duties, but, you know, the, the thing I tell you all the time is you just may, remain consistent, continue to tell them the same things. They're going to go through major changes, you know, but as long as you stay consistent and show them, you know, what – what is expected that, you know, they'll fall in line. And that's really how players are too. Uh, and you got to love them. You know, you got you again, what Quinn did tonight for Boyan, it's, it's really, really cool. And it's cool to see um, that he has that recognition of this guy needs me right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to help him. And uh, that, that uh, you know, that contribution, you made the comment about Rudy, I'll finish with him that contribution that he makes on a nightly basis. It really is a, um, an incredible thing that he does. He, he's definitely like you said, consistently great and consistently engaged in the stern taskmaster about making sure that they guard, but he makes a great point. They guard well enough tonight to keep Boston to one Oh nine. The, that allowed the jazz to kind of figure out the, their offensive situation. Um, they, they play 10 more possessions against Golden State on the defensive end, a little harder. Maybe they get that game too. So uh, I'm totally with Rudy on that. The other thing Rudy said that I thought was
2: really fascinating uh, looking at his own game is he uh, talked about how he doesn't go seeking out blocked shots. And I think that this is something that's, evolved in his game over the past few years um, when he won his back-to-back defensive player of the year awards the second year the knock against Rudy where they were saying oh well he's not blocking as many shots but he had a way better defensive year that year than he did the year before because of how he had evolved against the pick and roll and how teams were basically just running out of the paint to get away from him and he was no longer this not a secret not that Rudy was a secret but People knew he was for real and and played against him as such. And I think he's evolved into such a complete defensive player. He's no longer that guy who's seeking out blocks and wants to, you know, get those numbers. I think he's – I mean, that was – this sounds weird, but that was just a really mature post-game press conference for Rudy Gobert right there. I thought he gave a lot of insights on his own personal evolution in his game and how he's – you know, maybe it's not the best to flex and salute and do all this stuff, and maybe it's not the best to seek out stats if I can just – be the best player that I can be that other stuff is just going to take care of itself. And it's it,
3: it, totally right. And, and it's such a process, you know, he, he had to go through what he went through. Uh, he had to be in his own mind, you know, he had to wonder, Hey, am I worth all this? And then, you know, to have a couple of years in a row where he yeah, I'm, I'm worth every penny. Um, now all that stuff, he doesn't have to worry about he's arrived. People understand him. He's been a couple time all-star now. And so he's able to just focus on, you know, the funny thing about it is block a block shot is a stat you can record, you can see how it, you know, there's a number you can quantify. There isn't one where like we saw tonight five times where a guy drives it in, sees Rudy, turns around, backs it out. I mean, there's no stat for that. Nope. But you know, that should be better than a block shot cuz they didn't even attempt it. Yep. So. And we see it all
2: the time and it's hilarious when we see it cuz it's so obvious. It's they You know, get into the lane, turn the corner, whatever, look up and say, oh, whoa, hey, that's 27. I think I'm going to go ahead and turn around here and go back and see if we can find something else. I mean, it happens over and over and over over again. And uh, he came away with four block shots. So, I mean, even when he's not seeking it out per se,
3: I mean, Rudy's Rudy. He's a dominant player. How about the time Jalen drives it at him? Shot fakes three times. And Rudy stays down. And Rudy stays down all three. And then finally on the fourth when he goes up, and he's it, it, you teach a big guy be the second guy to leave the floor. Yeah. So he waits, waits, waits. He goes up. Br- Brown leaves the floor. Rudy's like, thank you very much. Blocks it. Jazz go the other way. But the discipline you talk about it could be totally seen on that play alone. Again, I bet a coach got in his ear. Talk to him about it. Stay down. Stay down. Yeah, that stay was a, that was when he was young too. I'm telling you, because coachability it, it's amazing. Rudy Rudy's developed because he listens. But there, I coach guys. We told him all the time to stay down yep. in, an, in an eyebrow flick. And they'd be up jumping Jack flash. Yeah. Hmm. Discipline
2: as, uh, as you said. All right, let's keep the uh, sound, uh, going. Let's get back to
5: Boston and hear
2: from Donovan Mitchell.
5: First question, Ryan Miller, KSL.
8: Hey Don, um, you guys haven't played a ton of clutch time minutes. Can you just kind of explain how those feel differently than the ones leading up to them?
9: Um, I think the biggest thing is just how we execute. I think we've had a few games where we've been in in that situation, you know, um, and we've executed. We may not have won every time, but we've executed. You know, I think tonight we did a good job of it. A few mistakes, but, you know, I think overall, I think we did a solid job just executing, getting the looks we wanted, running the plays we wanted, how we get there. Um, And it may not always result in a win, but, you know, as long as we execute the right way, you know, I think that's what we can ask for. And I mean that in both ends of the floor, Um, you know, because they're a talented team. They're going to hit shots. They're going to do... Uh, do a lot of good things on offense and also play really good defense, you know, and I think for us just being able to execute on both ends of the floor, I think it made the difference.
5: Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
8: Uh, Donovan, in that last kind of seven minute stretch, you come in and, you know, there's the turnover, missed shots
5: and stuff. And then in the last four minutes, you, you know, really won the game with those two threes. Was it a difference in terms of execution kind of in in the simplicity of what you were doing or kind of how did you approach that and, uh, I
9: mean the the first turnover you know with the blitz you know kind of short <laughs> uh, so they had uh, Robert Williams in Tatum on me I could have just called the timeout uh, but I'm stuck in that in that corner that's a tough one on me um I'll take the floater you know the miss floater I'll take the there was another turnover I had it's just little things that I could fix. Um, But it's all fixable. It's all things that I can look from and build off of. But, you know, when it's time, it's time, you know, and I think you just can't afford to have mistakes in those moments. I've had moments where I've made those mistakes under four minutes, you know, but for me, it's all about the next play. You know, if I'm out here worrying about the turnovers or the missed shots, then, you know, I'm not going to be able to do my job, uh, which is close out games. And, you know, when you have, when you're going against a team like that, you know, who has multiple weapons like we do as well, on their offensive ends, trying to, keep the lead as big as possible because you know they may make they made a few shots at the end like they like they did you know if those shots don't those threes don't go and I don't make those plays or my teammates don't to give me the ball to make those plays then maybe a different situation
5: next up and Anderson KSL sports uh, and how do you handle that label hero ball versus you know actual hero and kind of the pressure that comes with making the right choice or making the wrong choice and you're either kind of the goat or you know the hero
9: um, that kind of just comes with the territory, to be honest, you know, you're, oh man, it's 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 funny you say that, I think it just comes with my, my job, you know, it comes with, you know, what I've been given, the opportunity I've been given since my rookie year and, you know, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes shots that everyone takes, I take, I, I, everyone doesn't take, I take, you know, as part of my role and, you know, it's called hero ball to some, but not to me, it's the shots I work on, you know, shots that may look tough or the shots I put hours and hours in in the summer, whether they fall or not is about whether I execute and, and sometimes it's just make or miss. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not even just about hero ball as far as shooting. It's making a simple play too. Um, and I've gotten progressively better at that. And I can get better at that. But, you know, for me, it comes with like, really my job. It comes, it comes with that, having the ball late, you know, you gotta be able to think through everything, think the game, find the plays and whether I'm labeled, it's labeled, uh, labeled hero ball. I, I really don't care. Um, I think my teammates and my coaches want me to put the ball at the end of the game and that's all that matters. I know what I can do late in the game and that's that.
5: David James, me?
2: Donovan, turnovers have been a problem since the all-star break really for two and a half games even at the start of this one but in the second half only four for the whole team. What happened that
9: that turned around so dramatically? Um, execution. I think we did a good job, like I said, of just being able to be precise, knowing what we're doing. i got to give credit to everybody, you know, up and down. JC coming in and making reads, Mike, Boyan, uh, George, Joe, Rudy making pass, passes out of the blitz, Fave as well. That's really all that is, just simplicity, um, keeping it simple and just being able to, to execute as far as, you know, being precise with our passing, with our precision, whatever it may be. And I think that's really where we turned our level up because um, we were – you came in like, man, we're only – up one, you know, we're not really playing our best. So I come like, kind of in our heads like we can be reaching another level and um, be in good shape.
6: Excuse me.
5: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
6: Don, Rudy has a pretty incredible block on, on the Jalen jump shot attempt in the fourth. And then that turns into, you know, him getting a, a dunk on the other end. Rudy was pretty dominant that whole fourth quarter, once he once he got in there, what did you see out of him tonight in terms of what was working for him late that that maybe wasn't earlier in the game?
9: Um, I think he just set a tone in the fourth. You know, I think it's, he knows when, he knows it's his time on the defensive end, especially. You know, I think, you know, in the beginning of the game, it was kind of indecisive. We all were. And I think with him, you know, you saw late, he was, he blocked the shot, sprinted the floor and got a dump. Like that's the epitome of what, we want him to do and what he can be really really good at and i think that was really he put his mind to it you know um and he's 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 done a great job of that you know finishing dunking the ball instead of missing the layup on um Tatum uh Jason Tatum you know he lays the ball up you know it's different when he's dunking on Tice you know i think that's the level you know from here to here you know and it's little things you know and I, he he saw it we well, you know he knows it and he he went out there and did it especially in the fourth and you know, on all fronts, just being there. I think his presence definitely alters shots, changes things. And he understands that he took it to another level in the fourth.
5: Sir Todd, Desert News. Don, we saw a couple of like heated moments between you and Jalen. Um, I know that you guys are close when you're, when you're close with a guy like that, does that make sort of that on-court rivalry a little bit hotter? Like, you know each other so much, you want to go at each other.
9: Yeah, I mean, it's what's fun. You know, I love I love playing Boston and I think they say the same thing because we're all cool with each other. You know, like I grew up knowing Jason and, and Jalen. Kemba narrated my uh, AU team's documentary. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've played against Tremont Waters in, in high school. So, like, I know a lot of guys on team. and I think it's what makes it fun. Um, I think, you know, that right there was, was nothing. It was just, you know, he hit me, so I hit him Back. Simple as that. But you know, that's my guy. Those are my guys. And it makes the game fun. I think being able to go out there and just kind of put on the show and, and try and execute the best for our team. And I think that's what makes um a special. And it's it's fun to see the the come up, especially for the, the three of us young guys that like kind of coming up and, and doing our thing. I think it's it's pretty dope. All
5: right, we're done. We're Thank you, Don.
2: There you go, Donovan Mitchell. A few interesting comments from Donovan, of course, right there. He had twenty-one points tonight, five assists, two rebounds. I did it on 6 of 16, shooting 3 of 5 from 3, 6 of 7 uh, at the line from Donovan Mitchell. I thought it was interesting. You talked about his role in the clutch. And, uh, you know, he got into hero ball and the definition of that a little bit. But he said, hey, listen, this is the the role that he has on this team and the role that his teammates want to play.
3: And all of that is 100% true. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Nobody complained about it in the bubble. <laughs> yeah, <You know, laughs> right. He was the closer. And, you know, he, he put on a show. And he's done it this year. And I think that is the... The difficulty sometimes with being, you know, the guy who ends up uh, with the coach, you know, coach is going to call the guy's number who he feels like um, he's comfortable in that position. And Donovan certainly is, but it isn't always going to go his way. And, you know, I, I liked how he owned, we talked about those three plays in particular, you know, and he came right out in the press conference and, and he owned them, you know, those were on me, um, which is mature. You, you mentioned Rudy was mature. But, you know, I, I love listening to this team talk in game because I think it's insightful. I think it's uh, enlightening to what the process is. And I think that the, you know, the overall feeling you get is this team really knows the game and thinks the game. Um, and so Rudy is, uh, I'm sorry, Donovan, you know, made some, some really astute points there. And I think you're not always going to be the hero, uh, but it's fun when you get the opportunity. And uh, I think that's one thing Donovan definitely relishes. Yeah, absolutely, and
2: uh, I I'm with you. I think his his comments post game. It's it's fun to sit here and listen to him every post game because he is very insightful and will give you a look into to what he's thinking and uh, and kind of the mind of the team overall. And I I tonight, well maybe tonight wasn't the best example of this, but I think is it, Donovan's kind of mentality goes the team's does. You know, as he continues to be unselfish, the team is unselfish. When he gets the ball moving, the ball moves. You know, when he gets isolated and bogged down a little bit, the team kind of follows cue. And maybe that's just me with a, you know, a stupid observation. It's not even right. But it seems to me that he sets the tone on the un- unselfishness of the team.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. And, you know, it's got to be your leaders have to be that way. If your team's going to be unselfish, the best players on the team and the leaders are going to be that. And, you know, not all the time. Sometimes defense, too. Sometimes defense is really confuses a guy and, and inherently, it makes them look like they're holding on to the ball too long, and it's maybe just reads. So we know this team's unselfish. I, I think that that's a given, and it's just the more they can continue to play like that, make those plays like Boyan did to Royce, and so on. You know, that's when this Jazz team's at its best.
2: I want to remind you about our friends Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer, and proud to be the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final. Jazz beat the Celtics 117 to 109. Coming up next, more sound from the locker room at your Jazz Game Night post game Show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Postgame Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz with big win tonight. Beat the Celtics 20, uh, excuse me, 117 to 109, they moved to 29 and 10 on the season, 13 and 8 on the road, led by Donovan Mitchell's 21 points. Jordan Clarkson added 20 coming in off the bench for the Celtics. Jalen Brown had 28. Jason Tatum had 29. Kemba Walker with 16. Uh, and actually, you know, Tim, uh, Jake Scott, Coach Tim will come with you, by the way. Uh the Celtics shot 49% from the field uh today i mean it was they didn't make as many threes as the jazz and they didn't go to the line flat out i mean you don't see a whole lot of teams that lose or that shoot 49 percent from the field and lose
3: yeah and those are you know those are the two x factors that we talk about all the time the the three-point line becomes that and then the ability to get to the free throw line and and so tonight with jazz did a great job not only getting there but not you know not allowing boston to get there so Those were really those two areas where the Jazz were able to use those to pull away.
2: Rudy was 6 of 7 from the line. Donovan was 6 of 7 from the line tonight, and everybody else was perfect. Bogdanovich 5 for 5, Conley 2 for 2, Clarkson 3 for 3 coming in off the bench. Jazz shot 91.7% from the line, 22 of 24. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. And most importantly, W. Yeah, and, and you know what? Shot foul shots in the final minute of the game to ice it. So they even hit some clutch ones. Uh, to to uh, come away with win over the Boston uh, Celtics tonight. Let's uh, let's get some more sound rolling. Let's get back to Boston and hear from the guy coming off the bench, the one and only Jordan Clarkson.
5: Hey Jordan, we'll start with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey Jordan, I heard on the on your walk off interview that Quinn had kind of gotten after you a little bit after the Golden State game about um, maybe passing out, making plays for other guys. Can you maybe be a little bit more specific about what that conversation was like and what you took away from it?
8: Uh, I mean, he ain't really like, I mean, get get on me, but we had a conversation about it, you know what I mean? Um, it was just about uh, just making plays, uh, what it does for the team and and all that. So I just, uh, you know, took it to heart. And, uh, you know, he showed it. he actually it was me and Don. He showed us film and stuff. Uh, we talked about it. Um, you know, just you know, just another growth, growth part of my game. Um, that I'm trying to, you know, keep keep improving on.
5: Were there certain plays maybe that he was talking about that you should like be passing out of or certain instances?
8: Well, I mean, it was it was certain plays that Warriors game that I even you know brought up to him where I felt like um, you know, I I was taking a bad shot or making a wrong play and uh doing that. So At that time, you know, when we're sitting in there, you know, having our one-on-ones, having that conversation with him is a lot easier just because of the relationship that we have. Um, But yeah, just, uh, you know, I can remember the play like it was, well, it was kind of yesterday, but, you know, it was a play where Royce was kind of running down the middle and, uh, you know, he had it and I shot a transition three when I should have passed to him. It was a two-on-one basically with him, Royce, uh, Draymond and uh, Boyan in the corner that, you know, probably could have changed the game and just changed the flow and the energy uh, of the game, so uh, just something that I'm trying to keep, continue to grow on and uh, keep, continue to to work on.
5: Eric Walden,
6: Salt Lake Tribune. So, J.C., speaking of that, you had that play to Rudy with about, like, nine minutes left in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter where you cut down the lane and kind of threw that no-look pass to him for the, for the dunk, just how do you like how comfortable do you feel making plays like that and, and what kind of chemistry have you developed with with Rudy over the time that uh you've been there
8: um you know I feel comfortable making those plays uh especially when they're there you know Rudy's a pretty big target and um you know I, I've uh had a chance to you know build this relationship with him um You know, he coming to me every other time out, uh, telling me, you know, what the reads are um, and stuff like that. So us having that open dialogue makes everything easier. And I know if, uh, you know, I ever get in trouble, I could just throw it to the moon. I mean, he's like 7'3", and, you know, he's pretty long. So uh, if anybody switches out, he'll be able to catch it and and make a play as well.
5: Okay, that's all the time we have with you, Jordan. Thank you.
2: Jordan Clarkson right there, and Jordan uh, was great. Uh, particularly when he came in uh, in the first half and banged down four threes seemingly right in a row. Uh, But Jordan finishes the game with 20 points on six of 16, shooting five of 10 from three, three of three at the line. He had three assists and three rebounds. Interesting stuff right there. Asked by Sarah Todd of the Deseret News about a conversation with Quinn Snyder after the Golden State game. And Jordan said he and Donovan actually both sat down and watched film about when the best time to make decisions was. I I thought that was really interesting. Maybe instead of taking a tough shot, get it back out, and get it started again.
3: We saw way less dribbling around tonight. Yeah, too. I agree. Um, and I think Quinn probably made a great point. You know, he he talked uh, in the pregame about, you know, if you got a shot fake, move it. And we saw way less shot fakes tonight and way more ball movement. But I'll bet you the, the Donovan Jordan film was a lot of that one-on-one, drive it, drive it, drive it, you know, get it tipped away those types of things. And, and Jordan talked about, you know, it's a process. We're trying to get better and, and make the right decisions. Well, we saw in the
2: Golden State game, Donovan seemed to drive it into two or three guys a bunch and then force something. And you got to think, you know, basic math. I don't know I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but if there's three guys guarding you, then that's uh, two extra guys not guarding somebody else. So,
3: And, you know, the hard part is, again, the reads aren't, you know, we see them on TV. The reads are so much diff- more difficult as, Perhaps a guy's coming off a ball screen and he beats the hedge. Um, And then all of a sudden the guy from the corner helps. And before you know it, you have three on you, Uh, you know, and it's being able to make a decision where you can actually get the ball out. And and so that's just reps, getting reps on those reads, but way better job tonight handling it. And I think the last thing I'd say about Jordan, if we could just get him to, you know, be chill and relax. He seems so uptight. (laughs) He does. I mean, just so high, high strung. I mean, imagine if he, if he was relaxed, what he could do. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what, I could
2: listen to Jordan Clarkson talk all day. I really could. The the good vibe tribe. You know, he should get into to um, uh, audio books. You know, reading audiobooks for a living, you can make a fine living. He's just got that kind of smooth delivery.
3: Hickory dickory
2: dock. <laughs> I could listen to him read anything.
3: Yeah, absolutely. G- give a good rhymes.
2: Give him a good Tom Clancy novel to leave, read to me. I will tell you what. No, uh, but uh, Jordan, uh, he's he's. He's a glue guy, you can tell, on this Jazz team, and he's got a specific role. And, you know, maybe we get too focused on on this, but George, or, uh, George Niang said, uh, well, I guess it was a long time ago now, a couple months ago, he said they're trying to be stars in their role. And Jordan Clarkson has a role that's probably really fun for him to play because it's just to come in and shoot, 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 and and uh, be electric and instant offense and energy for the team. But you heard Donovan Mitchell tonight talk about his role. And even when he's not having a great game, like he wasn't having tonight, but to to come in and get it done when the team needs it the most—I mean, I think that's one of the big-time strengths of this team—is they know what their
3: role is. They just have to to be a star within it. And even even knowing it, you know, at times, um, and we've seen this when when they do struggle, you know, sometimes you got to be reminded, you know, you yep. you because they they want to grow their game, they want to push their game. Uh, And so it's, it is kind of a push and pull process where you have to work on getting better, but at the same time, not at the expense of getting out of your comfort zone where you don't do things well. Just for, for a quick example, Joe Ingalls was by
2: no means the star of the game tonight, but if you look at his box score, it's almost the perfect box score for him. Like the perfect Joe Ingalls box score. 25 minutes, five of nine shooting, four of eight from three. He even took plenty of threes. You love that eight number, right? Four of eight from three. He had uh, 14 total points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal, and zero turnovers. And he was plus 13 for the game. Boom. I mean, we're here not talking a ton about Joe Ingles being spectacular, but that's the perfect box
3: score for Joe Ingles coming off the mention, his role. And is it interesting, you know, that when the Jazz struggle, you don't, you know, a couple of those things drop off. So you realize, again, we've said it this before, but the, the real greatness of this team is the team itself. Yep. And it is really what you said. It's, it's understanding and then it, it executing your role. And we're all human, so we're going to make mistakes and we're not always going to make, you know, the right choices. But the bottom line is, I think that's the thing. These guys know their role. Now it's just a matter of being able to go out there and perform, you know, consistently night in and night out.
2: Want to remind you about our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Proud to be the official uh, Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at Subaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 117 109 over the Boston Celtics. We get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Jeff Teague is back. Donovan lines him up, stutters. Jeff beats him, and Brown blocks it. Favors sprints the floor to keep it alive. Kick out to Ingalls for three. Got it. That's a huge play. Derek Favors with relentless hustle keeps the play alive. Joe ingles hits his second three from the same spot. It's 18 13 and a timeout from Brad Stevens.
2: There's your play of the game right there from our good friend David Lock. It's brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz win tonight in Boston over the Celtics, 117-109 Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. As the Jazz really needed this one, Coach, It uh, they really struggled. They struggled against Houston. They certainly struggled against Golden State. And uh, they needed a game where they got back to not only winning, but back to playing, as you put it earlier, jazz basketball.
3: Yeah, and that's really what they did uh, in a tough situation. And, and you got to like that. You know, this that shows the team's definitely got a heartbeat, and, and you know, these things affect them. Um, you know, you, you can't be perfect. You're not going to win every game, and you're not going to be on, uh, you know, a 10-11 game win streak all year long like it's seemingly like they've been on. So, um for them to fight back after a, a disappointing game w- was really the most important thing tonight. Um, and to your point, the fact that they did look like themselves, it definitely helps.
2: Yeah, it wasn't the perfect game by any means, but it was back to the brand of basketball that we were watching in the first half of the season. I mean, the, again, Donovan didn't have the best game he's had this year, although he was very good uh, closing the game. You know, Bogdanovich took a minute to get going. The, fir- the first part of the first quarter was really ugly, but the-, the ball movement was really good. The defense had a little bit more bite tonight, particularly in the first quarter when things weren't going right. They tightened down on defense, and uh, you just saw more of of what we've become accustomed to seeing, the the team vibe, and it was really a balanced win.
3: Yeah, it, it was definitely balanced, and the guys were-, were definitely engaged defensively. I think that was the thing that – was really encouraging was to get back to that, kind of those foundational roots uh, of what make the Jazz good. Um, weren't taking the ball out of the net all night, didn't foul. Um, we're able to kind of get out in the open core and make plays. And just to hit this stat again,
2: how about Rudy Gobert being plus 16 in the fourth quarter? And he came out for a few minutes too. In yeah. fact, we Coach a- – We actually – you called for him to come back. You're like, I think it's time for uh, Rudy to come back. Rudy needs to come back. Well, well, Coach Snyder left him on the floor a little longer in the fourth quarter than he normally does. You know, we see Rudy go out with, you know, eight, nine minutes and then come back with six, maybe a little bit under. I mean, he stayed in until there were seven and a half minutes to go in the fourth and then didn't come back till around the five-minute mark. So, in fact, I could look that up and tell you exactly. But I thought that was a a subtle little smart move on Coach Snyder's part where got to roll in a little bit in the fourth, wait for a second, get Rudy a breather, and then make sure he's back in in crunch time.
3: He's just so important to the team. Um, You know, and his contributions on both ends – uh, he really is kind of the the rock of the team, and everybody kind of feeds off all the things that he does. So, yeah, I thought it was a great a great move, you know, by, by Coach Snyder to play him a little bit longer and keep that that lead, you know, good place. Very good place. Yeah, no doubt about it.
2: Uh, just to uh, go over a few numbers, if you're just jumping into your car, uh, Donovan Mitchell led the way for the Jazz, 21 points, 6 of 16 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3, 6 of 7 from the line. Clarkson had 20 coming in off the bench. Uh, Conley was 17 and five assists tonight. Rudy with 16 points, 12 boards and four blocks for Rudy Bogdanovich with 12 and Joe Ingles with 14, five rebounds and two assists coming in uh, off the bench. Really good performance, a really good performance from uh, from the Jazz bench uh, overall, really. But, uh, you know, they've got some players coming in. And Derek Favors, by the way, really struggled against Golden State. He was key for them. In the first half, when he came in uh, for his uh, first spell of Rudy Gobert, where he really played a lot more aggressively than maybe we've seen from him the last few games.
3: And, and Locke talked about the one play he made, you know, actually flew, dove out, you know, sold out to get a ball um, when things weren't going well for the Jazz. And, and stuff like that that, uh, that you love about Favors because, you know, he is, you at know, the end of the day, he's just a team guy. All right, Coach, let's get a few final thoughts from you on
2: this one uh, before we turn the page to the Wizards.
3: Some really, um, you know, important things. Number one, they came away with the win. I think the that was the objective was to not allow, you know, it's funny, it almost feels like they have a two-game losing streak, you know, the way they played coming out of the All-Star break, but they did win that game. Um, it was just so discouraging um, for everybody, I think, to take a step back like they did with the Warriors, um, but it says a lot to travel that far uh, and be prepared to go against a good team. And I think that's the most important thing is they got the win. They showed signs, again, of, of what we saw that that is so uh, exciting about this team, the way that the pieces fit together, and everybody, like you said, plays the role. So um, nice to see that again, and hopefully that all can continue on this streak. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Locke and Boone calling the uh, action. As usual,
2: great job by those two. Thanks to uh, Andrew Sorensen tonight, right, uh, our broadcast assistant. I thought I saw Andrew back there. Uh, thanks to Alex Lundberg, our executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks a lot, Lundy. We appreciate your fine work. Thank you, Tim. Always a pleasure, buddy. Yeah, you too. It was a lot of fun tonight. It, w- it was good. Good to get back on the winning track. Big thanks to the title sponsor of the post game. That would be Mark Miller Subaru. Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Proud to be the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win tonight, 117-109 to 109, over the Boston Celtics. Our next broadcast coming your way on Thursday night. Jazz in D.C. to take on the Washington Wizards. Tip-off will be at 5 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 4, and you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.